0: Welcome to the Boneyard with Steve Robertson. As always, I am your good friend and host, Steve Robertson, here on a Maroon Friday edition of Yard. It is is—it uh, is really cold here, but for the first time in uh, in decades, the sun is shining. Well, what it feels like decades. It is uh, a beautiful day here in Starkville, Mississippi. We're going to play some baseball today. It's going to be cold, but we're going to play some baseball today. It's going to be much colder tonight. But hopefully you all will be able to be with us uh, later in the weekend. If you're not here today, it's currently 35 degrees here in Starkville. Good day to uh, to make some gumbo and sit around and watch Netflix. But that's not what we're going to do. We're going to go to Duganville Field. It's going to be right around 41 degrees at first pitch, but it is going to be sunny throughout the day. Expected to be sunny again on Saturday, and then there was a forecast for rain. Earlier in the week for Sunday, now it just looks like it's going to be a little cloudy and cold. Actually going to be a little bit warmer uh, Saturday and Sunday. Have a chance to get up in the mid-50s on Sunday. So hopefully, come on out. Come on out. I know many of you are probably getting a little cabin fever. I like getting out and going, too. I mean, there are plenty of things that I can do around the house. But um, I like getting out and going and seeing people and, and uh, having a chance to, to converse with other people. Those things are important. So get on out, come to Dirty Double Field, and uh, there are tickets still available. I don't know if you, if you have seen this. There, uh, I had somebody shared a link yesterday from the Mississippi State Ticket Office that, that you can still buy grandstand tickets for the weekend. Now, I don't know if they're still available now, but were some available yesterday. And so come on out. We've got Oregon State coming in, you know, a national power. Oregon State has won three national championships, uh, we don't have any, which is one of the greatest things and in, in, uh, one of the great mysteries in all the college sports. We need multiple national championships. We consider ourselves a national power in baseball, and we are. But in order to legitimize that claim, we need a trophy. We need the, to be the last team standing in Omaha, Nebraska. But we're going to bring Oregon State in. It is the first on-campus meeting between the two schools. We're going to get into that stuff a little bit more later in the show. Lots to talk about. Men's basketball with another big game coming up. Ladies escape again. I told you guys for a couple weeks that Auburn team is not a good matchup for us. We bring out the best in them. They played well yesterday. But we're going to get into that too. We're, we have so much to talk about. So let's just go ahead and get right to it. I want to thank our good friends at Bulldog Burger Company. I'm going to be there Saturday night. And I'm going to go by and I'm going to enjoy... Those Bulldog Burger Company nachos, eager to have those because I've got animals around me now, but I'm ready to get free from all this and go out and have a nice meal. Go be break bread with the family. Going to go do that right here in Starkville on University Drive. You can do it in Starkville or in Tupelo now on Gloucester Street. Great options, great food, great people, great prices, great atmosphere. And these are people that are committed to your community. Signed to some fly-by-night company that's going to just take the money and run. These People were invested in Starkville, now Tupelo, in the Golden Triangle. I, I, I'm a big fan of the Pimentology. I don't know if I'm going to get that tomorrow night, though. Might shake it up a little bit. But I'm definitely going to have those Bulldog Burger Company nachos. Eager to try those on for size. You should be, too. A lot of new options. They're running as specials that are, that are going to make its way to the menu. So go by check them out. Give them some feedback. Let them know you liked it. Let them know you don't. I can't imagine you won't. But let them know, hey, listen, this is great. You put it on the menu, and they will. Great options. Again, Bulldog Burger Company, you know, it's a great institution. Part of a family of restaurants have been serving the, great, the gold, Golden Triangle era for many, many years. Bulldog Burger Company, the place where people in Starkville and now Tupelo go to meet, M-E-A-T. So let's go ahead and get into the ladies' basketball game from yesterday again we expected it to be a tussle but it i think it proved to be more of a tussle than we anticipated I, I expected mississippi state to come out ready to play auburn comes out and punches us squarely in the jaw in that first half i mean they came out and showed mississippi state absolutely no respect and you know i, I suspected auburn would feel somewhat emboldened after you know after the fact that they probably feel like they let that game get away in Starkville. they came out 23-19 first quarter, definitely getting up down the floor. And, again, this is not a good matchup for State. It is difficult to press a team that wants to get out and run. That's what Auburn does. They can't run half-court sets, not with any regularity. But if you let them, they will shoot from outside and they will hit some threes. But what they really want to do is get up and down the floor. They were able to do that. I thought Mississippi State really kind of played their game and Auburn knocked down some shots. That second quarter, which has kind of been the one where Vic kind of turns the screws to people and you kind of figure some things out defensively, that wasn't the case yesterday. Auburn has another 23-point quarter and holds Mississippi State to 16 points. So it is an 11-point lead for Auburn at the half. I was actually signing books downtown in Bookmart Cafe, and I had people coming in and said, Steve, we're going to be okay. guys, I don't know. I don't know. I expected a better half from Mississippi State. But like all great teams do, this Mississippi State women's team figured it out. You come out with a little more intensity in the third quarter, it's 22-16. You fight and scratch and claw, and it's 22-17, and you actually have two shots at it late, and you don't make the shot. And we turn the ball over and then force a 10-second call and then get the ball back, and then we miss an open three. And, and, you know, that's sometimes the game. We go into overtime, and State really kind of shuts things down. 13-6 to in the overtime period. The story of the game, Rekia Jackson, we knew she was going to be really good, but she obviously has an opportunity to be the SEC freshman of the year. She's certainly in contention. Probably will be on some national watch list for potential freshman of the year. 34 points in a game Mississippi State had to have. 34 points. 14 of 22 from the floor. And so here's one of the things, too. You know, Victoria Vivians was a volume shooter, too. Rakia Jackson connecting with a much better shot rate than Victoria Vivians did. Victoria, a little bit better getting to the rim. It's uh, a young player. But uh, Rakia Jackson, I, at this point, Clearly a better shooter as a freshman than Victoria Vivians was. And you know what Victoria Vivians has meant to this program. I don't say that to throw any shade at Queen V. I say that to really praise Rakia Jackson to show that she is already ahead in that respect. Rikia Jackson, 45 minutes of action, seven rebounds. And that's one of the things that Vic Schaefer emphasized here about a month ago, that he needed more of an effort from her on the glass. He's getting that and just two fouls. She is learning to defend without fouling. When you her on the floor. She did have the six turnovers. I'm sure Dick will address that with her. Jessica Carter has had some issues at times with foul trouble. She plays 41 minutes last night, pitches in 17 points, pulls down 10 rebounds, does get four fouls, but considering how long she played, I don't think anybody's going to begrudge her that. Also had a couple blocks. Jordan Danbury, 30 minutes of action last night, four seven from the floor, pulled down five rebounds, eventually fouls out of the ball game with nine points. And that's in a game like this, that's Joe's defensive prowess is going to be tested some because she is a player that likes to get out and run, and so does Auburn. You know what I mean? So likes so she is similar to what they do and see every day in practice. And so I, I can see why Jordan has some foul issues in this game. It's because of the fact it's an up and down game. Maya Taylor, who you know, I got a chance to watch the game on DVR last night. Maya Taylor comes back, and I I thought really had some big possessions. Leg had a big steal. Leg really really excited about her because I remember some people were thinking, well, you know, she was a great high school player, but she's awful small. We're beginning to see her grow up right in front of us. Twenty nine minutes of action, uh, seven points on the night. Uh, Jemiah Mingo Young puts us in ten last night. Another player too that we're we're starting to see great efficiency from just 16 minutes of action she's three of three from the floor four of four from the line pulls down five rebounds has an assist two steals 10 points you talk about instant energy there you go a lot of people are advocating for Zaria Wiggins thinking you know what she should start I, you know I think you leave it up to Vic but uh you know 23 minutes last night two of three from the three-point line that's her pulls down a couple rebounds and isn't it great that Mississippi State fans are so engaged that they're, they're thinking, well, this person who is the second or third lady off the bench should be starting. It's great to have that type of issue that you've got depth, that you have arguments about the rotation for women's basketball. This shows how far Vic Schaefer has brought this program. And so we went and we escape Auburn with the win. And listen, tip of the cap to Auburn. I don't know that we want to see them in the SEC tournament, <laughs> to be honest with you. I mean, you can say, well, yeah, we beat them twice. But goodness, third time might be the charm. It's two times they've had State on the ropes and not been able to knock us out. I think it says a lot about the integrity of this Mississippi State women's basketball team. They simply refused to lose. You know, we had the Kentucky game. and I I remember thinking last night in the third quarter, you know, when the game was going on, thinking, we're down 14, and we about to lose two in a row? I mean, that seems like forever ago that we've lost two games in a row. But that's how it felt. And again, this Auburn team, not great, they're not great, but they're just not a great matchup for Mississippi State. That's the thing that you look at with all this, is like, you know, baseball is a little different. You know, baseball is an individual, it's a team sport played by individuals, built on individual performances. You know, basketball is really kind of a team game, and, and we have just simply not matched up with Auburn, despite the fact that we've got a couple wins. And so the way it looks now, there are just three games left in the women's regular season, and Mississippi State now with a two-game lead over the field for that second spot. And so it looks right now, State, you know, should be able to clinch that up. Again, it's going to be very, very difficult to catch South Carolina. We're going to need, you know, some some monumental upsets. So, not that I'm ready to concede to South Carolina, I, I certainly expect them to hang on and win this thing. They'll, they'll clinch here in a couple games. So State 11 and two in the league in twenty three and four overall. A M has Kennedy Carter back. She's playing exceptionally well. They will be a tough out in the tournament. They're they're playing their best basketball right now. We're playing pretty well without her. Now they have her back and many people considered her, you know, a favorite for potential player of the year honors in the SEC. They're right there tied with Arkansas and Kentucky, all right there in a three way tie for the third and fourth spot seed in the in the SEC tournament some good teams in this conference, you know, especially in the upper half. We mentioned uh, three games to play in the league. Ole Miss now has uh, assured themselves of a last place finish in the SEC. 0-13, 7-19. 0-13 in the league. Auburn, Vanderbilt, 3-10. and So Ole Miss can do no better than tie for last place in the SEC. Interesting. So, as we begin to kind of look ahead for Mississippi State, ladies will be back in action on Sunday in Humphrey Coliseum at 1 p.m. And yes, we're going to play baseball too, so you're going to have to pick and choose. So, we'll play Alabama Sunday at 1 o'clock. Alabama, you know, not what uh, many people expect them to be, but probably be a little bit better than what they have been. Five of eight in the league and 15 11 overall. They're still scratching and clawing, trying to improve their seed. They're right there in the middle of the pack, you know, despite the fact that they're, you know, two games out of 13th in the league. I mean, it just goes to show you in that second half, and that's the second tier of teams are pretty established. And then once you get beyond Tennessee and you get into the second, you know, the second half of the conference, you know, Alabama's right there in that top tier of that, you know, the the middle half. But uh, that should be a game that State should be able to handle. And then you get Arkansas here with Dungey, and, and listen, she, she's good enough to keep them in ballgames. And then we travel to Ole Miss. And so we are basically in the final 10 days of the regular season for women's basketball. State's still in a great position now to host the first two rounds of the NCAA tournament here in Well Again, really excited about that. Should have an opportunity based on matchups to get to the Sweet 16, and then we'll see from there how things go. But being able to host those first two games would be huge. I think this SEC tournament is going to be awfully interesting. You know, the last few years, people have said, well, it's been kind of the South Carolina Mississippi State Invitational because we have traditionally played in a championship game. And then South Carolina gets upset last year and State you know, takes on Arkansas, who was surging late. But with Kennedy coming back and Kentucky playing well, uh, it's going to be interesting. It's, it's really going to be interesting. You, you want that double buy and State is all but assured of that. Uh, And so you don't play until Friday. So you kind of watch the traffic clear around you. But I I think there is going to be probably some blowouts in day one. But I think day two in the SEC tournament in Greenville, South Carolina, is going to be awfully, awfully interesting. Again, eager to see that. We talked about that on Wednesday. Eager to see these conference tournaments. A lot of things are going to shake out. But I I think we probably feel, we'll probably know, Mississippi State's NCAA seeding, and we might can play our way onto the two line, but probably going to be a three seed, barring you know some upsets and us making a run here late to push ahead. But uh, the bottom line is, you, you control what you can control. So State wins these last three, and you finish the regular season 26 and four with a 14 and two conference record. It's kind of hard for them to keep you out posting. That's where we are with all that. Again, ex- again, exciting. Didn- didn't think the game would be quite as exciting as it was. But man, how great it is to win! How great it feels to win. On the miss on the men's side, Mississippi State of course uh, takes care of South Carolina on Wednesday. Uh, listen, it was uh, not it was not the ball game I think many people anticipated. Late, you know, we expected State to win the ball game, and then there was that mad. Rally at the end, you know, states up what nine points with 36 seconds to go, and we had to make a couple free throws late to, to put them back. Give them credit. Uh, I think Frank Martin is one of the better motivators in in the country. Uh, you know, the, we've had a discussion about that recently on Gene's page, and it's funny how the standards don't apply to everybody. You know, whatever kind of fits your narrative, that's what you kind of push out there. I think Frank Martin is a great coach. He was a great coach at Kansas State. He's been a great coach of South Carolina. I think it's probably difficult to recruit to South Carolina when you've got North Carolina and North Carolina state and Duke right there. It's it's a difficult deal to recruit in your backyard. it's because of the fact that you've got some teams around you that are a lot more accomplished. And so your, your recruiting footprint is probably a little bit diminished in that respect, but Frank Martin's a good coach. And as Ben Howen said, they take on the personality of their coach. And so late in the ball game, they're fighting and scratching and clawing. And if you haven't seen Frank Martin's story, let me encourage you to go to YouTube and see. You know, Frank Martin nearly died and then battled his way back and um, has lived a great life. But he is a very fiery coach that gets the most out of his kids. And uh, I really thought they played well. And I think we're going to have uh, our hands full when we make that trip to Columbia, South Carolina. But uh, before we do that, we're going to play a little more basketball. This weekend we'll be at, uh, we'll be at Texas at and m and then on Tuesday we're back in Humphrey Coliseum to play Alabama. and That's an 8 p.m. tip, so go ahead and plan ahead for that. It's going to be later night, 8 p.m. tip. And those are two ball games right there. Mississippi State's got to find a way to win. We continue to talk about well, Steve. What do we need to do? Well, there's just so many moving parts to all of this. You know, I saw that state moves up, moved ahead of Alabama in the uh, last four out thing. And so we're right there on the bubble, right on the cusp of getting into the tournament. But like everybody else, you just got to keep winning. Nobody's going to vote you in. You got to go win your way in. And state certainly has some winnable games down the stretch. But um, I think at this point with five games remaining, you probably need to go no worse than four and one. And again, that one can't come against one of these teams. that's hovering around 500. Just can't. Yeah. And, this ball game again against AM. It's like you know, <laughs> that's Buzz is going to have them ready to play. They're going to be ready to play. If we if we show up down there expecting to go through the motions, we'll lose that ball game at College Station. Missouri has played very well as of late, and with five games remaining, three of those five from Mississippi State are going to come on the road. So we're going to have to get it done on the road. Winnable games at home against Alabama, a team that beat us in Tuscaloosa, and a winnable game at home against Ole Miss, a team that embarrassed us in Oxford. And so when you look at this final stretch, there's nothing you look at, yes, they're all winnable, but there is nothing here. There is not a game left on the schedule that you can take for granted. Because, again, you're going to play two teams that have already beaten you and then three other teams on the road, and this has not been a great road team. It's difficult to put that dark jersey on in this league and go on the road and win a ball game. I get it. I understand it. You know, you lose. You, you probably should have beaten OSU. You do beat Florida. Uh, you get embarrassed in Coleman Coliseum, which that you know that that happens regularly, unfortunately. Uh, with Alabama, for some reason, we just can't go play over there. I don't know what it is, but you know, we'll play them here and play them strong. But we, for some reason, we can't go over there and play. But, uh, yeah, a lot of people look at the schedule and say, oh, yeah, we'll win out. I don't know that I have that same confidence, and uh, that's not to be negative, but I just think, you know, this is – well, these are all winnable games. There's none of these you look at and say, oh, yeah, there's no way they lose that ball game. I think State's capable of losing any one of these games down the stretch. And I know that's not what you want to hear. You want me to inspire confidence in you. I believe State's going to do well. But I think it's one of those things, too, that, you know, Ben Howen, of course – knows a whole lot more about coaching basketball than the rest of us do. He'll break this thing down one game at a time. They'll understand what's at stake. And you want to be playing your best basketball at the end of the year. And my hope is we have, we're have we not there yet. We've won three of the last four. And, uh, you know, I think there, we've left some points on the floor. And uh, I've watched sometimes with great interest as people have been kind of critical of Richard Perry. Let me just go ahead and share this with you. Uh, We are not going to get to the NCAA tournament with Reggie Perry on the bench. We are not going to get to the NCAA tournament with Reggie Perry not being the focal point of the offense. It's not going to happen. So Ben Howland will know how to utilize him. He is a great passer. A lot of times we're going to work the offense from the inside out. And uh, my hope is the perimeter game continues to come come on. And Iverson Molinar gets more minutes. But, uh, again, we've got a chance to do some great things but we can't take anything for granted here down the stretch. We, uh, we mentioned recently, Hawthorne has jumped on board new sponsor for the show and uh, getting more and more reports from boneguard listeners that they're very satisfied with the products. And I just got one this morning and said, Steve, you were exactly right. This is the best cologne that I've ever had. I get compliments on it every day. I, and, and I say every day, that's not hyperbole. That's the truth. I have people that will tell me, Hey, what are you wearing? People that I know and say, Hey, I notice if you talk about that. Are you wearing that Hawthorne stuff now? And yes, I am. Anytime you see me, I'm wearing the Hawthorne stuff. You can go to Hawthorne.co, H-A-W-T-H-O-R-N-E.co. Take the quiz. And it'll send, they will tailor make products for you. It's uh, they have already, well, already pre packaged. You know what I'm saying? What I'm saying is they will align you with the products that best fit your preferences. And then they'll send them to you. And you can order once or you can set up a replenishing shipment. I have it all. I've got you know, the body wash, the lotion, uh, the the shampoo and conditioner, the cologne, and the, and they sent you that cologne with a work scent and a play scent, and you're gonna love them both. The work scent is great. It's very manly, but also too the play scent is very complimentary. It's just a little more lively. It's what you'd expect. You know what I'm saying? You're going on a date. You're gonna be around your sweetie. You want to smell a little nicer, and so try it. You're gonna love it. And by being a loyal Boneyard listener, we'll give you a phrase that pays. That's Boneyard, B-O-N-E-Y-A-R-D. That's how you found the show. So go to Hawthorne.co, find the products that fit you, take the quiz, because there's, no, like, there's nobody out there that ever walked you around and said, hey, here's how you pick out cologne. I've just kind of figured it out myself, and I got lucky. These people contacted me. I absolutely love the products. I plan to stay with them, even if they don't plan to stay with me. Again, that's Hawthorne, H-A-W-T-H-O-R-N-E dot C-O. Promo code BONEYARD to save 10% off your first order. So let's talk a little baseball. Be okay with you guys? I am juiced about this Oregon State team coming in here. As I mentioned at the top of the show, we have never played them on our campus or their campus. Every time we have played Oregon State in our proud history, it has been in Omaha. In 2013, we beat them twice to eliminate them. From the college world series we went on and played in the national championship series came up short they knocked us out in 2018 again we were in the winner's bracket had a chance to win that thing and get back to the national championship series they ended up winning the whole thing their third national championship and so this is a program that we have had some recent history with you know pat casey was there Built Oregon State into a national power. Pat Casey, one of the true nice guys in the game of college baseball. Uh, it's a different day and time now. But we get them in here, and uh, let's talk, let's kind of break it down a little bit here. And uh, here are your pitching matchups. You know, we, we, we know that JT Ginn is not going to pitch. At this point, that's all we know for certain. But let me go ahead, let me give you my thoughts on this. And this. This is my opinion somewhat educated opinion. I think Mississippi State fans should prepare for a worst case scenario for JT Ginn. And then anything short of that, you're going to be happy. Does that make sense to you? I, I think what, what we need to do now, rather than worry from one day to the next, what about JT Ginn? What about JT Ginn? Is let JT Ginn and his folks and the team doctors and everybody figure this thing out. There are a lot of people out there that are offering opinions that are not necessarily rooted in fact. And so it is my understanding, he will miss the start. Chris Lamonis confirmed that to us yesterday. He will not pitch this weekend. They are going to see some specialists. They're going to see some other doctors and see what all of the alternatives are. Could be season-ending surgery. Could be something else. I don't know. But I think fans need to prepare for a season without JT again for now. And then if we find out in a couple of weeks, you know what, it's not as bad as we initially feared. And he's going to have a chance to pitch down the stretch. But then all of a sudden you're thinking, Hey, we're getting the band back together. But you know, this time last year, well, I guess it's a little bit later in the year. I was at Tennessee when he had that abbreviated start at Tennessee. Matter of fact, I was the only media member at that ball game and that series. And uh, had a chance to speak with, uh, you know, with, you know, people, I should say, closely affiliated with JT again as well as the program. But said, hey, you listen, uh, this thing isn't quite what people are making it out to be. He just needs a little time to figure it out. And JT again comes back and, and uh, pitches down the stretch and pitches in Omaha and pitches well enough to win in Omaha. And so now here we are. This could be a situation similar to last season or it could be worse or it could be better. But at this point, I think the best thing for us to do is get behind who we have. And remember JT and his family and your thoughts and prayers. And then if we get him back this year, then great. JT Gin is one of the most competitive kids on this team. I can promise you, JT Ginn wants to pitch. JT Gin would pitch every day if they let him. You know what I'm saying? I mean, he's just that he's one of those kind of kids that wants to win. He wants the ball in his hands. He wants to be able to do great things. And so the fact that he is less than 100% bothers him more than it does any of us. Nobody is more invested in JT T. Gen than JT and his family. And I can assure you there's nobody affiliated with JT Gann that is thinking, well, you know, you know, maybe let's take some time off, whatever. They're only thinking about what's best for JT. But I can assure you JT T. Gen is concerned about the M over S. He wants Mississippi State to win a national championship. He wants to be a part of a national championship here at Mississippi State. Now, I know there are people out there that uh, you know claim to have the, all these great sources and all that sort of stuff. and you know, well, This is what's happened. and J.T. Ginn's dad said this. And, and I'll be honest with you, I, I've spoken to Mike Ginn several times, and I don't, I don't really like the way that some people kind of portray him. And I think it's pretty clear that most of us people that make those comments don't know him. Mike Ginn wants J.T. Ginn to have a great career here at Mississippi State. And that's their focus right now, It's Mississippi State. Well, I guess right now the immediate focus is JT Ken's health. But uh, people need to kind of take a step back here, quit trying to assign motive, and uh, just let it all play out. Carlisle Kessler will start on Friday for Mississippi State. Oregon State expected that her left-handed pitcher Christian Chamberlain, 1-0 on the year, had a big outing last weekend. Right-handed pitcher... Jake Finnings, 1-0 with a 1.80 ERA, is expected to start against left-handed pitcher Christian McLeod, 1-0 with a buckshot ERA. Sunday, the expected matchups are Nathan Burns, who had a no decision last weekend with an ERA of three, and Eric Sarantola, who is 1-0 with an ERA of buckshot. So it's going to be an interesting dynamic in many respects. It's because of the fact JT Kent's not going to be here. But Mississippi State has some depth, and I, I suspect that uh, we'll kind of be Johnny Holstaff today. I know you want to say some guys for the weekend, but the fact that you, you didn't have that midweek game, you've got some some arms available, and you've got some guys that need to get some work in. Now, now Oregon State lost some pieces a year ago uh, from a great team. You guys are you know, well aware of that. It's... uh. You know, one of those things, too, when we begin to kind of break this thing down and and, and look at what you've got who you're competing against, you. Know, it's a it's a tradition-rich program there at Oregon State. But they're, they're a team that has historically uh, been in the mix. I remember covering them in a baseball region on LSU several years ago. This is a team that's used to winning. They're not gonna—they're not gonna come down here and be in all of Duty Noble Field. And they'll think it's really cool to have a chance to come play here. They're bringing the cold weather with them, but at the same time too, they're not gonna be intimidated at Duty Noble. Now we need to have a crowd here that makes it a little more intimidating. But uh, you know the bottom line is you've got a lot of people that are gonna stay home. You got a lot of people that uh, you're gonna think it's a little bit too cold. We'll watch on TV. What Steve will catch you on the app. And I get it. But, uh, you know, they're missing some offensive pieces. Now, looking at what they have, Jake Ducart currently leading the team with a 600 average, 6 for 10 on the young season. Ryan Ober, it's a guy that's uh, another very talented guy, 4 for 4, pardon me, started all four games, 17 at bad, 7 hits, currently hitting 412. Uh, Kyler McMahon, 389. Andy Armstrong, three eighty-five. Alex McGarry, three seventy-five. You know, so you've got some guys who are swinging a pretty good stick here. But this is a team that's two and two. Lost. Uh, let's just go ahead and run the numbers here for you. They win Game One of the season in the Sanderson Ford College Baseball Classic against New Mexico, eleven to four. They turn around the next day. And they, uh, they drop the game to Gonzaga, 10-4. And then they bounce back and beat Gonzaga on Sunday and lose to Brigham Young on Monday, 4-3. to And now they're on the way here. They're already here, as a matter of fact. But uh, so not a great start to the season. But this is a team that is filled with young talent. They will figure this thing out. And that's why it's so important to get them early. We get a chance to get a series win then we can kind of ride an RPI boost with them the rest of the way. Because when they get ready to announce the NCAA pairings, I expect Oregon State to be there. I think all of you do as well, because this is one of those teams that has kind of become a perennial power. You expect them in, to be in contention in the Pac-12 and have an opportunity to you know, host out there in the West every single year. And so getting them here, while they're still figuring some things out on the young on, on the younger side of things, gives us an opportunity to kind of maybe steal, steal a series and get a couple of wins that'll help us down the road when they're beginning to do these selections. And I know there are some people out there right now when they hear the JT Ginn news all of them thinking, well, Steve, this is it. No, it's not it. No, this is, this is not it. Look, look, even without JT Ginn, there is the talent here to get to Omaha. Now, obviously having a guy like JT Ginn, a former first rounder here, makes that path a little easier. Anytime that you lose your Friday night guy, it's not good. But the season is not over. If you based on what you saw last weekend from Christian McLeod, I think you can say, you know what, if we have to move him to Friday night and pair him up with some people, we're gonna be just fine. Yes, you know, Sarentola was kind of hit and miss last weekend, but you know what? We'll get that figured out. We'll get it figured out. He kind of pitched himself out of trouble a couple pitched himself into and out of trouble a couple times. Well we'll get it figured out. This Mississippi State offense, I believe, is good enough to score with anybody. So for those of us that are like, oh, well, you know, Steve, I was so excited about the season, but now you get this bad news, I don't know that I can buy in. Well, you're wrong. You can buy in, and in fact, your buy in. should probably be greater now than it was before because the Diamond Dogs probably need you more than they did before. I'm excited to see what's going to happen this weekend, as you should be as well. But this is an Oregon State team that's going to come in here and they're, you know, they're capable of beating Mississippi State. Capable. Uh, looking at uh, last week's numbers, we talked about you know, Christian Chamberlain, left-handed, left-hander, left-hander, five ten, 5'10", 173 pounds out of Reno, Nevada. 1-0, and go six innings, allows one hit, one run, five Ks, two strikeouts. So, a guy that's been around a little while. Pitch for them mainly as a reliever. But, uh, you know, got a 7-4 and four overall record in his career and uh, about a 2-1 to strikeout-to-walk ratio. So he is a guy that will walk you a little bit uh, if you don't chase. But, uh, you know, listen, it's his third year in the program. This is a guy that's, that's used to winning. You know, this is a guy that's not going to come in here and say, well, you know, wow, there's a, a lot of people here. they got an awfully big stadium. Just don't think that's going to be anything you're going to be, you know, that's not even a factor in any of this. Left-handed pitchers, uh, you know, have had a tendency to give us some trouble, you know, and so we'll probably flip the lineup around a little bit to kind of accommodate for that today. Probably a much different lineup today than it will be Saturday and Sunday. We, And Lamontus mentioned yesterday that, uh, you know, outside of JT, everybody's ready to go. And you know, Luke Hancock will catch some this weekend. He caught some last weekend. He wasn't 100%, but he, you know, he was there last weekend. And they'll probably let everybody pitch a little bit longer. And week two still going to be cold, but uh, you know we'll see how things go in that respect. But uh, I think it's one of those deals where Mississippi State will go out there and we'll bring our best effort. You know, Lomonas is always like, "Hey, you got to let them know. You got to let them know. Leave no doubt. Let them know who we are. Let them know who we are." If if you can't get up to play Oregon State, if you cannot get up to go play a team like this, regardless of the weather, regardless of the the circumstances about off the field, you know, the bad news about J.P. again the fact that he's not pitching uh, this weekend is a negative. But the good thing is, is that uh, a lot of this was kind of uncovered on Tuesday. And so the team has had time to adjust. They've had time to kind of wrap their minds around this. And I expect Mississippi State to come out and bring a good effort. We can find a way to win the ball game today. think you've got a really good chance to go take all three of these ballgames. And, of course, it'll be a you know game at a time type deal. But... You got to feel like if you win today, when McLeod throwing tomorrow, that sets up pretty well for state to win the series and then puts you in a good situation, you know, on Sunday. You got guys like uh, Eric Sarantola and Christian McLeod that people believe are potential first-round talents. Now McLeod looked the better of the two last weekend, and Sarantola's issues really are about confidence. And I think that he, the fact that he was able to pitch himself out of some jams this past weekend. His progress for him, because there were some games last year, if you recall, he didn't even get out of the first inning. He would you know, walk the bases loaded, and he would kind of give up on himself, and he would kind of elevate himself emotionally. Next thing you know, uh, he's got a little case of the yips. Down the stretch, he pitched pretty well for us. So he comes in, and you know as well as I do, he's probably thinking, okay, we're not going to do what we did last year. And, of course, that's exactly what you do. You do it. You put yourself in, in jeopardy early, but you get out of it, you bounce back with a one, two, three inning, you put yourself in jeopardy, you get out of it, you come back with a one, two, three inning. we like a lot more of those one, two, three innings. And I think that's just part of this development. Scott Foxhall is one of the best pitching coaches in the country. He'll get and total figured out. This is a young guy last year that was kind of thrust out there, you know, a lot of expectations around him. A lot of people are thinking this guy's gonna come in here and be a future Friday night guy for us. And uh, maybe he wasn't ready for all that. But the bottom line is he's had some experience now, and he's had a weekend to kind of get some confidence under his belt. And so I feel like he'll at least go out there and compete. I do know that Oregon State's not going to give you a whole lot. They're not going to help you. And that's one of the things I think about with this with this team, you know, with, with Christian McLeod, is because he gets so many swings and misses, I'm eager to see what he does against a well-coached team like Oregon State. And to give Wright State a lot of credit, too, you know, they grind out a lot of at bats and get into your bullpen a little quicker than maybe many other mid-major teams do. But we're going to have to be around the plate with Oregon state. They're not going to chase balls in the dirt. They're just they're, they're not. This is going to be this is going to be almost like playing an OFU. I mean, we're going to have to go out there with some SEC intensity, understanding that we're going to be pitching against some trained assassins 1 through 9 and that uh, they may not be able to hit the ball at the ballpark with the regularity that they have the last couple of years. These are guys that are capable of putting a bat on a ball and making you play a little defense. I want to remind you guys, too, we got uh, our good friends at Campus Bookmart. They're happy to help you. Stan Ray, Miss Kathy Brown, the lovely talented Susie. Campus Bookmart, they start building an institution. You need to go by and see them when you're in town. If you can't make it to town, you can visit them on Al Gore's internet at campusbookmart.net. And by being a loyal Boneyard listener, we'll give you a phrase that pays. That's BSR, and that'll save you free shipping on all orders over 50 bucks. Any order less than $50, absolutely incomplete. They have those black hoodies that everybody was asking about, and they're also going to have them in maroon here in the next couple of days. With the state of Mississippi, with the M over S imposed over where Starkville is on the state map. I, I saw, saw our friend Ryan Sparks. With uh, one on at the uh, at the men's basketball game Wednesday night, so you can order those, and I believe those are right at fifty dollars. And so, if you use the promo code BSR, you can save yourself a few bucks there. Again, that's canvasbookmark.net. So, let's look around the league here. Kind of look. uh, It's been a weird week, you know. But I I say it's weird. It's really not. You know, the non-conference schedule is always so up and down. And unlike some other people uh, that, that cover college baseball, I don't believe that midweek losses are inconsequential i think that's a symptom of a bigger problem you you, uh, listen in 2018 when we went out down there and lost to nickel state lost to mcneese state there wasn't anybody feeling sorry for mississippi state there was nobody out there saying oh mississippi state's going to be okay everybody said man can you believe mississippi state's losing these ball games And we ultimately made it to Omaha, so we, we, I guess, we kind of proved him right that those games were inconsequential. But I think those losses showed that we had some real symptoms of bigger issues within our baseball program. And we figured it out. We had leadership guys like Hunter Stovall and Jake Mangum just simply weren't going to let us uh, have the bad year. And so let's uh, let's look at a couple things here for the. you know baseball standings I run these down that they're kind of inconsequential at this point because in fact nobody's playing conference games. Florida 5 and 0, Georgia 4 and 0, South Carolina 4 and 0, Tennessee 4 and 0, Tennessee Missouri 2 and 1, Vanderbilt 3 and 2, Kentucky 1 and 3 on the year. That's right, Vanderbilt 3 and 2. Auburn 5 and 0, A&M 5 and 0, Arkansas 5 and 0, Alabama 4 and 0, Mississippi State 3 and 0. Of course, we didn't get the benefit of playing Sanford on Tuesday. Ole Miss 3 and 1 LSU 3 and 2 so let's uh let's take a look at this schedule here it's because I think everybody needs to know what's going on around the conference and, and you know real, real quickly too uh, let me address this whole ride state thing you know we talked about this last week that ride state really beefs up their non conference schedule they don't just go play you know the the arkansas uh, you know schools for the entertainment arts baseball program and then go play the horizon league schedule and hope for the best. That's not what they do. They are serious about their non-conference schedule. And what do they do? They go knock off Louisville and that kind of put it into this whole, uh, these silly debates on Twitter. I, I love them. You know, state sweeps right state and Ole Miss beach Louisville. And again, that's a very loud statement for Ole Miss the very first weekend. But you know, we have the, we always have the egg ball Twitter, War that's 365 days a year. Oh, Mississippi State just played Wright State. We played Louisville, who was ranked number one, who shouldn't have been number one, but but be that as may. As fate would have it, Wright State goes to Louisville the very next game and then routes Louisville in their own stadium, blows them out completely, and so there is no longer this discussion about well Mississippi State just scheduled Wright State. Wright State is a legit team. Don't be the least bit surprised if Wright State is in the NCAA tournament field because they are expected to win the Horizon League. They are a very, very, very good team. Okay, last time we were together, we spoke about what happened on Tuesday. Rundown is since since we've been together. Alabama takes down Alabama State. South Carolina beats and Presbyterian. Ole Miss walks off Alcorn in ten innings, nine to eight. I'm not. I'm not going to comment. You, I'm not, You know what I'm saying. You know what I'm thinking, even before I say it. Vanderbilt beats South Alabama before nothing. Vanderbilt, again, struggling to score. I'm telling you that is going to be an issue when they get into league play. They can pitch it. Vanderbilt is struggling to score. Georgia takes down Kennesaw State, 10-3. Auburn destroys Oakland, 17-1. Florida takes down Jacksonville, 4-3, sweeping a two-game midweek series with them. Nickel State beats LSU, 4-2 the Colonels, strike them up. A&M beats Prairie View 30-2 on Wednesday. 30-2 on Wednesday. And uh, Arkansas played a Gonzaga team on Thursday, 7-5. Kind of unusual to see a Thursday game, but uh, they take down Gonzaga. And, you know, Gonzaga recently, recently beat Oregon State. All right. So let's look at the, uh, the weekend schedule. And again, you know, some some interesting games, but, you know, everybody's in, in play. Mississippi State, Oregon, one of the premier matchups in the country this weekend, certainly in the SEC. Santa Clara is at Georgia. Missouri will be at Kansas State. Gonzaga at Arkansas. I guess they're moving that, that series up in advance of the weather. Uh, that's not going to be broadcast on the network, by the way. Uh, that is going to be. Missouri, Kansas State is not. So Gonzaga at Arkansas. Central Florida is at Auburn. That's an interesting series. Central Florida has really come on in recent years. Uh, If they can take a game, how cool would that be? Appalachian State will be at Kentucky. Good luck, Nick Nick McGill. Northwestern is at South Carolina. Xavier at Ole Miss. Alabama will be at UNLV. Illinois-Chicago from the Horizon League. They were the two seed last year. I think they won the Horizon League tournament. I think that's right. But only Illinois-Chicago will be at Vanderbilt. I still don't understand how Vanderbilt, some people had them ranked number one. They go one and two in the opening weekend, and they they were still ranked by some as number one. I don't don't buy it. All right, Florida is at Miami. That is probably the series this weekend. That is probably the one you look at and say, you know what, this is going to be a big weekend. Miami can swing it, guys. They can absolutely swing it. Florida's got pitching, but man, Miami can swing it. We, we saw that up close and personal last year in the regional. As the old timers say, they got some sure enough horses in that lineup. Army is at AM, Eastern Kentucky at you OSU, know, Texas Tech is at Tennessee. That's a big series uh, for, for the volunteers. And uh, Garrett Crochet not in the pitching plans again for Tennessee. And he is their best pitcher and uh, out with some arm soreness. And then, of course, Alabama at uh, UNLV. I've already mentioned that. But um, I guess they're playing a doubleheader today. But, it, but be that as it may, interesting weekend. Should be a weekend. The SEC should be able to flex a little muscle here. But, uh, again, the state, Oregon State, and then Florida-Miami series, those are you know weekend series that kind of have national implications. When you get a little deeper into this in the long term, you're going to look back and say, hey, you know what? They went out and scheduled strong, and, and they represented. And, and, you know, of course, after what Ole Miss did against uh, Louisville last weekend, I think, again, it shows the strength of our league, especially if we can go out and get a couple of series wins uh, between Florida and Mississippi State. Now, I know there are many of our fans not big fans of Florida. But uh, the better the SEC RPI is, the better it will be for Mississippi State whenever our we are discussed as a potential national seed late. And, no, I'm not backing off from that talk. I believe Mississippi State is talented enough uh, to be among the best teams in the country with or without J.T. Ginn as the pitcher. Obviously, we have a much better chance with J.T. Ginn being 100% healthy. And to be honest with you guys, you know, based on what I have heard and seen of J.T. Ginn over the years, we I don't think that we have seen him 100% healthy the whole time he's been at Mississippi State. And so the main thing is for J.T. is – Let's whatever the issue is. Let's get it right, get it fixed, get him healthy, and get him back. Whether that be this year or next year, let's get him healthy. That's one thing some people have shared that there is some optimism because they have identified the problem and that then you know they be able to pitch without pain. And so, our thoughts and prayers are with them. But we got to go play a ball game. We got a very important series. It's not going to define our season, but it very well could help us down the road. So we got to find a good way to win. Karloch Kessler is going to pitch tonight. Jake Mangum told me a couple weeks ago that he thought he would be a real difference maker for us. And so he's going to go from a kind of an up and down uh, relief appearance last weekend to being thrown against one of the best teams in the country on the Friday night a week later. So welcome to the big time kid. This is a kid that grew up in Vicksburg, Mississippi. A lot of people around him connected to Mississippi State. He understands the significance of Diamond Dog Baseball, what it all means to all of us. And this is a chance for him to step up and do some big things to help Mississippi State. I I believe that he will step up and compete at a high level. We're going to have to score some runs to support him. I think runs are going to be in short supply today. How much you have, uh, you know, a a junk ball left-hander out there, it always seems that runs come at a premium. So we're going to have to have a find a way to get, uh, you know, Kessler going. And so, and again, if we can find a way to win this thing, I think this week, win tonight, the weekend sets up for us pretty nicely. You just got to do what you got to do. You know, you don't always get to pick and choose who's injured. You know, that's just not how life works. But uh, the M over S is still what matters most. There's no player, no coach, no incident or anything that's ever bigger than the program. The expectations never change here in Mississippi State. We expect to get to Omaha every year. Doesn't always happen. but Mississippi State baseball is back. And having one guy with a sore arm is not going to change that. It's time for the guys around him to rally and say, you know what, we're going to pick you up, JT. We got you. Just as they did last year. This is a veteran team with great leadership that will find a way. One more final thing about the injury. Tanner Allen is still kind of iffy. We'll see how things go with him. They don't expect it to be long-term, but with the cold weather and all the running around and the damp terrain and all that stuff, it, he may not start today. We'll find out soon. As a matter of fact, when I leave here, I'm headed to Duty Noble Field. And uh, we'll have an opportunity to be back with you guys on Monday and hopefully discuss a winning weekend for Mississippi State on all fronts. But uh, we're winding down the regular season of basketball. So those games are beginning to take on a little added importance. But man, how great it is to have college baseball to discuss. I hope that you guys have a chance to come out and be with us and enjoy this wonderful weekend weather that we're going to have. Not quite baseball weather, but man, I'll tell you what, anytime the Diamond Dogs are playing, it's a great day. Hope that you can come out and join us. If you haven't done so, please go to StarkVillainsTheBook.com and order the books. You can get Flim Flam or Stark Villains there, and soon you'll be able to get Stark Villains too, here in a few months, several months, pardon me. Uh, Working on that now. Had a great time last night at Bookmart Cafe with Ms. Carolyn Abedie and the staff there. Uh, Signed several books for some people there. It's always great to be around Bulldog fans. But if you can't make it to events like that, then you can have an opportunity to order online and you can get your Stark Villains gear. Get yourself a T-shirt and a hoodie and you need a hoodie today at StarkVillains.com. Until next time, let's all live our lives in a way we'll make more friends than enemies and people can see a difference in a way we live.
1: You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator